The year was 1995. Pablo Honey had been released a year earlier. The Benz had been released six months earlier. Oh, nine months earlier. Nine months earlier. It was released in March. I don't think they're pretty And Michael Mann ones. said, I am going to get the two greatest screen actors, two of the greatest screen actors of, of, of all time, and put them into the same movie, and I think Robert De Niro and Al Pacino will also be in it. Welcome back to Deja Vu. We're referring, of course, to Ted Levine and Val Kilmer. I was going Hank Azaria, Ted Levine. Oh, much better, yeah. Hank Azaria is actually pretty good in this movie. Val Kilmer maybe leaves some stuff to be desired. The film is uh, Michael Mann's Heat, not to be confused with. There's another Heat. I, I, I'm sure there are other films named I Heat. I think it's like by... I was going to say Robert Forster, but he's an actor. Bob Duvall? Also an actor. <laughs> Bob Altman? I'm thinking more of The Four than the Robert. The Four? I, I saw it on Letterboxd. Ian Forster? It was in like 1988. Anyway. Just search not, it. Find, I, I it need to finish us. my review. Different Heat. This is this is 1995's crime, L.A. crime drama. I think it's L.A. crime saga. The L.A. crime saga. I'm sorry. The Los Angeles crime saga. That's what it's billed as. Um, heat. 1995. Michael Mann. Bobby D, Alfredo Pack, and um, Phil Kilmer's in a little bit. Natty Ports is in a little bit. Who else is in it? This is uh, in the Natalie Portman has a bloody experience in a bathtub movie canon, along with Black Swan. Along with what? Does she do in Black Swan? It's like she cuts her finger and then like the weird clone. Is oh, like, the hangnail, <laughs> but I wasn't in the bathtub. No, no, oh. she like pricks her finger or something. Oh. And Star Wars Attack the Clones. When Padme, when the Sand Raiders, the Sand, what are they called? Sand People? That's The Geonosians? The Tomb Raiders. The Tusken Raiders. Tusken Raiders. Wait, they're, oh. Anakin puts all of the blood from the Tusken Raiders into a bathtub with Padme. I guess you missed that part. I think that's in the director's cut. I hope that's not any cut of that film. That film's <laughs> bad enough as it is. I don't think, um... I don't think Anakin bathing Padme in, in Tusken Raider blood would make it any better. I mean, it's more entertaining than the actual movie. Well, what 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 would you replace in the actual movie? Literally all of it. I'd, yeah. I'd replace all, like, two and a half hours of that movie to see Anakin bathe Padme in blood. Anyways, that's not what we're talking about today. Heat. You're talking about Heat. By Michael Mann. By Michael Mann. Oh, Eat, 1986, directed by Dick Richards. I was way so you off. Were way off. That guy's name is Richard Richards. Heat, 1972, directed by Paul Morrissey. Heat, 1962. We could keep going. I'm sure there's a lot of these. There are many. I'm sure you could get in the heat of the night. That would. That would. No, nope, these are just all named. They're heat. all named Heat. <laughs> is there Heat two? Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen movies named Heat. Well, I guess we're gonna have to watch all of them for this podcast. Yep. Do any of them going to score up to 1995's LA Crime Saga Heat? I don't believe so. Alfredo Pack, no. Oh, wait, no, I, I wouldn't know. I don't, um, dude. The first time we watched this, we weren't too big How fans. Imagine being named after the tastiest sauce in existence. I don't think he's named after the Alfredo sauce, to be 100% honest with you. So I know De Niro means, like, of the black, I guess, or just of Did the Did you black. just make that up because Nero sounds like... Nero's black and duh is, like, and I'm pretty sure it's, like, Capital N. 
Dog, it's two words, I'm pretty sure. Oh, well, anyway. I think Nero's two words. Nero's so maybe two he's words. like yeah, yeah, yeah. black sauce, like risotto, you know? You get like... What is Alfredo? Risotto's like a mushroom thingy. Yeah, but what does that have to do with anything? His name... Well, Alfredo Pacino. You said De Niro, though. Yeah, De Niro. I think that's like a sauce. I'm not sure. Maybe not. I just wanted to draw a sauce. Uh, when you talk, we got the Alfredo one. Yeah, because Pacino is... means peace. I think anyone who's seen this film can agree he's very peaceful in it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Which reminds me. You need... grab the piece. But we need to play a game. And what game is that? That game is called Recasting Vincent Hanna. Recasting. Who else could even play Alfredo? Alfredo Pacano does a great job in this film. He hams it up so. Oh, but it's the it's so good. Is it? I thought it was really cheesy the first time through. I'm not gonna lie, but this time I, I thought he did. It was really because he he, he tones it down in the second half, and you realize that it's like. What did he What did he say that we laughed at? He was like, "Baby, baby," something like that. Uh. That's what I said when I first talked with you, hooked up with you, baby. Baby. Who plays have, his wife? Um, his wife. Diane Venora. Wow. Oh. I, I have all the funny stuff. She right? doesn't know. She doesn't know okay job. But she did demean herself with Ralph. I she mean. did demean herself with Ralph. Um, and the last thing anyone wants to do <laughs> is demean themselves with Ralph. <laughs> Ralph is so funny. But anyway, um, the first like where like Al Pacino walks into the house. And, like, she's like, I made chicken. That chicken is just sitting on a table. There is not a plate in sight. Because they and, ate four hours ago. But it's just... The, the, what, the, Her and Natalie Portman already But where ate. would all the plates be? There's, there still has to be a plate. No one, it's just sitting on this wooden table. It's just, just chicken. A drumstick. And he picks it up and he says, I'm sorry the chicken got cold. And he puts it back down on the table. Maybe... Maybe Pacino had already eaten all of the other drumsticks. No, we see was, him walk no, 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 into no, the No, like Pacino did, not Vincent <laughs> Hanna. Pacino already sat down and ate all of them. Where's the plate? He ate it that too. Okay. He just didn't realize that that was part of the, the film. He just thought that that was chicken for him. Okay. Okay. Which was probably Michael Mann's fault. He, he wrote craft services on the table. I don't know if you can see that. It was a pretty subtle detail. And when um, Robert De Niro's in his house with Val Kilmer, like, you look at his cabinets, he's got, like, no plates either. There's a severe plate shortage in this movie. Maybe they just don't eat with plates in L.A. Though, to be fair, it's in the name. P-L-A- L-A-T-S. That is terrible. No, but, like, like, Robert De Niro doesn't even have furniture. Like he does. He sits in those two chairs. And yeah, he but says then that Val, nice thing with Val Kilmer. Then Val Kilmer's like, where's all the other furniture? He's like, I'll get around to it. But because I think the implication is that it's not like his actual like, house. Yeah, not it's like not like house. his actual house. It's just sort of a safe house. No, no. It's like, it's like it. just where he lives because he can't really have a permanent mm, yeah. residence. I mean, he should still at least have more than like, I counted like five plates. That's... How many more plates? He's I, living I mean, by himself. Living How many by plates could he possibly But, like, if Val Kilmer is just showing up is at his house unannounced... Then you need two plates. Well, you, but you gotta have resources to entertain you. What if you want to eat two meals? James, he's a he's a conniving crime boss. I guess. He doesn't really need the resources. They probably eat, eat out of a restaurant, like, six of the seven days of the week. Yeah, that makes sense. That's seeing the... They have those two scenes in the restaurant. There's the one with De Niro and his boys, yeah. and then Pacino and his, bo- his Tell boys. Tell them about 
Ted Levine, some girl sitting on Ted Levine. And Raul. I, I Raul. learned how to do the thing that Raul does. It's very impressive. Want to put your fingers on top of each other? Yeah. Which, which one's Raul? Is that Danny Trejo? No, Ted Levine's like talking about looks like Kitty met in group in like kindergarten. His name was Raul, and that's what he did. Oh. Is Danny Trejo's character named Danny Trejo? Trejo? I'm not sure that he's named Danny Trejo, but he's definitely named Trejo. I feel like he does that in something else. I feel like this is not the first film where Danny Trejo plays Danny. Like, not like himself, but like he just plays a character named Danny Trejo. Maybe he's just like, can't, like if anybody addresses him as the character's name, he just doesn't get it, so they have to... He's most recognized for his roles in... By Interstellar. What? Nothing. As Machete in Spy Kids. Also, apparently for Brooklyn Nine-Nine, even though he's in only in one episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Like, maybe two. He plays Rosa's dad. He's good in that, though. Wait, he plays Rosa's dad? Yeah, Danny, I'm, I'm fairly certain. Oh, Rose, never mind. Uh, who plays Santiago's dad? Uh, Bail Organa. Yeah, Smits. Jimmy Smits. Uh, oh, yeah, he just plays a guy named Treo. It's just his name. That's sort of silly. But And then Lynn Manuel Miranda plays Amy's brother. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Weird, weird, weird thing. Yeah, that's a weird app. I think Danny Trejo was also in an episode of Monk as a Mexican prison convict. Who, well, he already knew Ted Levine, of course. Like, had honor, so that's why he saved Monk. Monk's so racist. Yeah, Monk's, Monk is... Monk, Monk's bad. It's terrible. Is this a better Ted Danny Levine? Trejo was in Breaking Wind. <laughs> Not to be confused. I'm pretty sure he was also in Breaking Bad. Okay, so GTA... Is this a better Ted Levine performance than Monk? No, than Shutter Island. Oh, I haven't seen him yeah, in You Shutter haven't Island. seen Shutter Island. I'm sure it's better than Monk, though. He's atrocious in Monk. What? He's actually one of the only... He's the only part of Monk I like. I, I think that's unfair to, to Teddy. Leland Stahlmeier, bro. Leland Stottlemyre. Is that what you guys are talking about when you always say Leland? No, that's some weird kid that Seth knows. Oh, okay. I, I don't know who he is. I don't get the meme. Luke always just sort of says it. So, the first half of this movie is a little bit corny. First half. It's called... The first half. It's called... The, the bit before corny Al Pacino chases Robert De Niro with the helicopter. The first half is a little bit corny. You got the... Yeah. The, obviously, the Pacino... The Pacino, uh, she's got a grrr, you know. I mean, the bit where they knock over the mail truck is pretty good, though. No, the opening sequence is pretty good. I don't like the Al Pacino sex scene, though. Dude, that has so many weird cuts. Like, no other scene. I just don't understand why the scene exists in the movie. Well, maybe it's so you're supposed to get, like, Al Pacino doesn't really, like, really care otherwise. But you get that, like, from the first instance it's they start talking to one really another. really funny, because you see his, like, god necklace. Yes, it's not pretty. And, uh, it's not an ideal <laughs> this Zach and JP were talking about that at practice. It's, pretty, it's a pretty stupid... Pretty stupid. <laughs> it's a pretty stupid little... Yeah. Little sequence that doesn't really fit in the rest of the film. That, I'd say, I, if you had... The, the film's a little bit long. Let's get started it, it, with that. Yes. It's it two is. hours and 50 minutes long. Too long. It doesn't need to be two hours and 50 minutes long. It's got a nice mood. I'm sure you could create that mood. And also... Cut out the Pacino sex scene. <laughs> cut. What else do you cut out? You cut out a lot of things. You can cut out the bit where, like, 
Wingrove kills the one girl. Yeah, if you just have Wingrove as kind of a background presence instead of like a side character. Well, no, I, I like the bit where Robert De Niro shoots him because. No, no, that's what I'm saying. Is he's a not he's not like, so it's nice seeing him die. Like the the side, he's kind of like a side character instead of just yeah. a, like someone that you kind of always remember as like a loose. I think it'd be better if he was just a loose thread hanging on. And, and you're like, oh, you know Wayne Grove's still around, and he's talking to um Robert, what's his name, Richard, the the uh, money lender, Van Ans or Van something? Zan. Van Zandt, I Because Robert De Niro kills him, too. The bit where he just throws the chair through the window is so funny. He's yeah. just like, and they... Well, there's a, the, the scene, some scenes that I wouldn't cut out, but are really good, other than, obviously, the heist scene and that final chase scene, which are both amazing. Um, The scene where they're doing the money drop. That's a good scene. And, um... I feel like the action works a lot better than... The action's really, really good in this movie. I was just thinking that. Like, it's all when weird, Pacino's right? just sort of, like, talking to the weird guys. You remember the bit where he's just, like, singing to the one dude in, like, the weird, like, metal tin place? He's like, what do you got for me? Give me all you got! And remember that bit? The part with those two brothers, the where Pacino's talking to those it's two like, brothers at the club. Like, I don't know. It just seems like... Yeah. Why is the... I don't feel like the establishing scene where he's talking to the one brother... Yeah, needs to exist because you could just have him like meet up with both of them at the at the club. Well, the entire that's like five minutes you you lose you take off. Also, there. The, that entire thing could, I mean, I guess it helps with Pacino's character, but it could just be disregarded. They like look up slick or something. Or like you could combine those two those two scenes into one yeah, at the you, club and make it like yeah instead of being like fifteen minutes altogether, make it like six and yeah, you get it, everything you it need. It really doesn't need to be. Is. But the the scene with De Niro and the money drop is really good, and yeah. the scene where De Niro says to Van Zandt, he says, "Oh, I'm I'm talking to an empty line right that, now." That's a great one because there's a dead man on the other side of the phone. Absolutely, De Niro's great in this movie. He He's is. he does a lot better than through Pacino. all three hours. I think Pacino's also very very good in this movie, mm. but through all three hours, De Niro is yes. consistent and very very good. Um, Val Kilmer's okay. Yeah, he's. He, does what he, he needs just to do. looks goofy. Um, he doesn't. <laughs> he does. Like the other, the other, like even Danny Trejo and the who's the what's the driver's name? His name. The backup like Michael. driver. Yeah, the one. Michael. That, yeah, Michael. No, Michael's. I think it's Michael. Michael's the other white guy. The backup driver's name. What's the other one? The 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 other guy. Does, he looks like. But Michael's that's the, thing. the one who like. What I'm getting at here is that they all look like. They all look like like crime people. Yeah. Like De Niro looks yeah. like a, a crime guy who robs places and makes crazy money, and then you get to Val Kilmer and it's just like <laughs> this goofy dude with a ponytail, who kind of looks like a knockoff David Foster Wallace. Who Val like, Kilmer does look pretty. And then he like cuts. He's like ripped for some reason, but it's only in his face. Um. Dude, the bit where like the guy is like the little kid hostage, like Mike. That's Michael. That. Al Pacino takes the shot. That's crazy. Cause like, no, you have to imagine in real life that would never ever ever happen. Well, yeah, but it's it's like, Al Pacino is like, yeah. Oh, it's his name's Donald. He's, he's the guy from the Nationwide ads, or Allstate. Allstate. He's also in Nine Nine. Ah. We have a lot of Nine Nine guest stars in in this uh, yes. in this in this movie here. Well, this is a movie about. Cops. It's about cops. Cops and robbers. Trejo isn't a cop and it is about cops and robbers. Trejo isn't a cop in 9-9. They should have called this movie Cops and Robbers. No, they shouldn't have. <laughs> they should have called it Hot. Hot. Why would they have done that? 
don't know. I think because the heat, the heat sounds, sounds better than heat. But the heat's also on Pacano. But like when the hot's coming around the corner. I think they should have. I I think you're right about that. I think they should have kept the title, but they should have said De Niro says, when the hot's coming around the corner, you gotta leave in thirty seconds without saying like, goodbye. Be able to drop everything in thirty seconds. When the hot's coming around the corner. When the hot's coming around, exactly. We've got the hot on us. See, that's what that's why the movie should be called Hot. You know what seems stupid that they should have gotten rid of. I feel like throughout the movie, there's this thing where like Pacino's not really in control of all of the cops. It's like trying to hint at that, like yeah, in the first like, scene, the bit where the guy the sits down in the truck. In the, yeah, but then as soon as like they actually need him to, he like shows up. He's like, like, "Give me your gun. Do that. Do that. Do that. Do that. Give me your shotgun." Yeah, I but don't know. That scene with the in the I don't know what they're trying to rob. It's like the warehouse. Where he sits down. Drilling? Where he sits down. Yeah. What are they trying to rob there? I think. That's either the platinum thing they were talking about, so they knew to case it out. Or maybe it's they're setting up for the bank. I no, don't know I think it, I think no, because if they were set they went through the bank flawlessly, it was just that Wangro snitched. Well yeah, because they have to I think it was the platinum. I think that's oh, okay. But anyways, when they're doing that, that well, scene just it's so long and you kinda get you don't get much about the Nero or Pacino in there. All you get yeah, is that, that like, that... Pacino's gonna let him walk. It, I don't see why. Like, yeah. it's such a build-out scene instead of just being like. I also. I don't know. Really like the scene, maybe not the entire scene, but I like the bit where like they're in like the shipyard or something with all the ship. Oh, containers. that's fantastic! And, and he says the LAPD. I can tell what they're looking for. That's too drawn out. He could have just said like, "You want to know what they're looking for? You want to know? Us. Us." It's like an extra five seconds that it should be. No, but it's a movie. It's like an extra 30 you gotta seconds. you got to give a movie. you got to get the movie movie length. But it's there. such a nice... It, it would be such a nicer drop if it just... It was, I think what would have been cool is if De Niro was taking pictures and they would be like superimposed on the screen as like film... Like, like kind of grainier. Yeah. I think, think this movie cool. could go for some more stylization. Because... Well, I mean, people the, talk about it being this like huge LA crime caper, like, and it could take place like in any city on the earth. And there's like the directing, but I feel like it could definitely go for like more stuff like that, like sort of just like yeah, this is some style I want to throw yeah. in here. This is an effect that I think is cool. I mean, maybe it's something I don't I'm missing about LA, but like I don't know. It, it the, most of the movie takes place at night. Yeah. So it's not like you're well, you're the, getting like, like the, the LA sunset shots where it's going like. Yeah, but like that could—that probably yeah. isn't even L.A. I know. I don't, I I just don't see why it's like the L.A. crime saga, but I feel like it could take place in any city on earth. I mean, I guess L.A. is a little bit more open. Yeah. Than a lot of other cities, like maybe not like New York, but like. Dude, that truck they use at the beginning just looks so weird. It's got like the crane on the back. Yeah, I think it's like a construction. Yeah, truck. I know. It's just weird. A construction. <laughs> a construction. Oh, wait, never mind. <laughs> so just the original word. <laughs> no, we spell it different. You just throw a K in there? Yeah. I mean, I guess that kind of works. Well, how else would you do it? A construct. You would just abandon this bit entirely. No, it's just bad. A construct. A construct. But then you just then it's just construction. No, a construct. But then that could just be construct. Like, oh, it's a, a construct. Oh, like... Oh, like, what's going on in the corner? Oh, a construct. They're constructing a house at the corner. Construct. 
But nobody says that. They construct. No one says construct to refer to a construction truck either, though. But that's how you'd shorten it if you did. It's like, hey, when Why are we getting you... our materials? And they're like, the construct is showing up soon. I'm just thinking constructor. The constructor is showing up soon. And the construction is showing up soon. I'm not thinking for a second the construction truck is showing up soon. Why not call it the construction truck? Anyway, that truck looks really weird because it's, it's got, just a it's, construction it's all, truck. But it's all curvy. It's a construction truck. It's got a crane on the back. Yeah, so they can construct construct stuff. So the construction truck constructs stuff. Yes. Okay. The construction truck constructs stuff. Well, there you go. Any fool knows this. There we go. Okay. Any fool knows this. Or you could just say the truck constructs stuff because it doesn't really have to be a construction well, truck tr- to construct. Well, the truck itself isn't constructing it. Well, obviously not. It has to be not. the construct struck. No, the constructor helps is con- construct construct stuff. No, the constructor is constructing stuff with the construct the construction truck. So it'd be the construct. Wait, the construct the the construct is construct with the construct truck. There you go. We got it. We got it. The construct is construct with the construction truck. I will never for the life of me remember that, but we got it. The constructor is constructing stuff with the construction truck. The constructor yeah. is construct with the construction but, but, truck. But in this case... Well, they're not using it to construct. The, the they're rob. using it to destruct. Destruct's a word, right? Destroy? Destruct? Destruction. I knew destruct. that word. I don't think destruct is a word. No, I think is it's... It? I think destruction... Oh, it's destroy, yeah. Yeah, destroy destruction. Yeah. Weird. But what did they even do with the construct truck? They they ram it. Is that what they ram it in with? Yeah. What's the ambulance for? Getting away. So that they drive the ambulance away. So it seems like they're like recovering a body or something, and the cops let them go. But the cops don't even show up till they're long, far gone. I guess, but like in case there were any, they 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 would be like a new suspicious car. Or I also think it's ridiculous that those cops who were driving at the speed limit ran over those tire spikes. Like they, it wasn't like in like, like tire spikes make sense for a car chase, where it's like you kind of just have to go as fast as you can and get away, mm-hmm. but they don't make any sense for somewhere where you know where you have to end up, like they could have just like slowed into that and been like, there's Dude. fire tire spikes there, let's not drive over them, and then four of them drive over the tire spikes. You remember the bit where like Natalie Portman's on the bench and Pacino just like drifts, like right around. Is that when he's like picking her up from school? Yeah. That's, like, way too risky to just pull in the middle of, like... Well, Pacino also shoots a dude who has a that's, yeah, like that's five-year-old crazy. in his I, I, hands. But I don't think... I feel like that's not because of his confidence. I feel like it's just because he, like... He's Alfredo Pacino, for Christ's Yeah, he, like, enjoys, like, the fight, you know? I don't know. I wish Val Kilmer had died instead of that guy. No, I didn't like that guy. But Val Kilmer is so annoying in this movie. The fact that he doesn't get caught is the most annoying thing in any movie <laughs> Wait, why? He's just such an annoying character. He, like, all he does is complain about his girlfriend, and he goes off and gambles away the millions of dollars he's making by stealing things from people. <laughs> and then he cuts his stupid ponytail off, and then asks some basketball player, I don't even remember what he asked him, he asked him, like, where's the nearest, he's like, where's somebody I can rent? Because he wants to, like, be near his wife or something, I don't know. Why would you ask some random basketball player on the street that? Because there's nobody else to ask, moron. Uh, Google exists. Okay, what about the bit where Alfred 
Alfredo just opens the door and just kicks the TV out. Yeah, that's weird. Well, because it's just because he's he has the whole thing with the television set and his wife, his wife, (laughs) and so he's like trying to forget his wife by throwing the. I would have given it to to forget Ralph. I should. I would have. I would have pulled an Elizabeth Town and gave all my possessions away and tried to stab myself with a. Oh, maybe that's how Natalie Portman killed herself. She hooked up a knife to an elliptical. And it was just like, oh. I feel like you gotta be... Dude. I'm sorry, but the thing in Elizabeth Town is the stupidest <laughs> thing ever. It wouldn't work. <laughs> he's giving all his... Dude, he has an if elliptical. he's giving all his possessions Listen, away, how does he have the elliptical? He gives everything in his, in his apartment away. He's like the super rich dude. He designs shoes. And he designs this really cool shoe... But it bombs, and he loses his company a billion dollars. So he goes home, and he gives all of his possessions away. He like leaves him out in the, the dumpster. Simpsons. He leaves him out in the dumpster, like, and he's like, "Come get my stuff." Then he gets on his elliptical, tapes a knife, tapes a knife <laughs> to it, starts it up. He has like a he has like a remote elliptical, which is the most ridiculous thing ever. And as he's sitting on it, his his mom calls, or like his sister calls, and is like, "Dad died." You're like, was this was Orlando Bloom really about to kill himself with an elliptical? It's an it, it was like right here. You it would just it wouldn't work. But well, I feel like it's gonna fall out of the tape before. Yeah, well, it does. It falls out of the tape. And he has to tape it back on. It's ridiculous. It's a stupid movie. It's very bad. Anyway, Heat. Heat. What happens in Heat? It starts. We have our heist. So many things. With happen. De Niro. Except, like, nothing else. De Niro heists with um, Wayne Grow and Slick. And Wayne, Wayne Grow no, shoots a guy? No, his name's not actually Slick. I know, I know. He, did, he calls people Slick. I know, I know. Sort of I, I'm not stupid. I watched like, the movie. That bit's sort of weird. Wayne Grow kills a guy, then they have to kill the other two guards. Wayne Grow's a nerd. Let so this has, like, that. a whole vendetta. So they go out to a diner after the packing of sex scene. They go out to a diner, and then De Niro tries to kill Wayne Grow. I don't think we need a whole summarization on the movie. I don't know. I'm just I'm just thinking through it. De Niro tries to kill Wayne Grow, and this is also ridiculous. He didn't like. I get they were he looking out for like, the cops, him, like... but he didn't see or hear this like dude. He's it's like a like... full grown man scuttle away from him. <laughs> scuttle. <laughs> he scuttled. There's no way he got out of that without scuttling. Am I wrong? I guess so. How do you get out of that position? Why didn't he like just put his foot on him? Why didn't he just keep beating him up? Do you think the cops don't see people beat up people and ignore them all the time? Also, why does Pacino get coffee with a guy he knows committed a bank heist? Because, no, it's the whole thing is like, oh, look, I, I respect you, but you're, like, a bad person to me. I don't know. I feel like that... I feel I... like I would have arrested him on the spot. Well, that's not Pacino's whole shtick. He's got to, like, see him in action because he's a weirdo. Yeah, but how many people died at that bank heist because oh he had God. to see him in action? Well, I, I Ted don't. Levine died because of that. Justice for Ted. Ted Levine. Hashtag justice for Ted. Ted Levine died because Pacino went to get coffee instead of arresting a fool. Yeah. I, well, no, because De Niro would have killed him. De Niro would have just popped him if he, like, was like, you're under arrest. Dude, they were in the Crowley Cafe. Oh, well, if he was in the... Yeah, he's, he's a lieutenant. He takes him to cafe. Okay. No, but, police. like, when he, when he first pulls him over, he's like, yo. Yeah, and then he could just bring really him to go him. get coffee and then arrest him. Yeah, I don't know. And then Ted Levine dies because of it. Because the entire point is that Pacino's sort of like... A, 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 
Well, he is kind of like a corrupt cop, which is like only a little bit explored in this movie. Wait. Oh, yeah, he is. Because he's like conferring with these criminals about how to lock up other like, criminals. And the criminals well, yeah. don't actually... The criminals just want to get more money for their businesses. Mm-hmm. So it's not like... I don't think Pacino is a great a great character in terms of that either. Pacino's a weird dude in this movie. He, he's a weird dude in a lot of movies, to be fair. <laughs> to be fair. He's just kind of a weird dude. You remember when we were watching Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and... and Pacino was in it? We couldn't hear what he was saying at all. Yeah, because he's like... What's the, what's the character in that name? Not Cliff. What's, what's, uh... Rick Dalton. Rick Dalton. He goes, Rick, I'm gonna get you on some, uh, Italian Western. So what you do is you, uh, you go to Italy and you talk to this guy. Antonio Margariti. We'll get you on some, uh, Italian Western. And then you get Leo DiCaprio, like, all right, I'll get right <laughs> on that. Hey, hey. I'll be right there. <laughs> It's like, ah, oh, good, good. Italian westerns. Margarita. Well, no, his whole bit is that he's trying to... He's, like, Rick's agent, and he's trying to... Is he Rick's agent in that? I thought he was just some western, like, some guy No, from... no, I think he's Rick's agent, and he's trying to, like, get him to, like, sort of accept his washed-up thing and just, like, become a guest star villain on the Thunder shows. And then go to Italy and make westerns, though. Yeah, because that's what washed up. Where is Alfredo Pacino originally from? Is he... Do we think he's Italian? Sicily. Uh, See, her family was from Sicily, and uh, so was uh, mine. From the old country. That's my... Um, oh, that's that's a great bit in uh, Casino. When, I think uh, they say that in The Godfather. In The Godfather 2, he's like, oh, he's from the old country. No, in Casino, it's like uh, Joe, Joe Pesci's narration. Is Alfredo, like, he's 80 years old. Damn. What? It's like back home years ago, and then the title card... Dude, he looks so good for 80 years old. Years. I don't know. He looks sort of weird in Once Upon a Time. No, but like, think but about he the, Irishman. Really the Irishman. I don't Man, think yeah. he was de-aged that much in The Irishman. At least not like when he finally gets capped. Spoilers oh. for The Irishman. Um, but I mean, he's name? Jimmy Hoffa. What were you expecting? I mean, yeah, he, he, goes, he disappears. De Niro's only 77. That's insane that he's 80 years old. I would have never guessed that. He was born in East Harlem. Dude, I swear... If De Niro or Scorsese dies before they get to make that new movie. I'm going to be so sad. Isn't it already finished? Oh, it is? I think it might be already finished. Dude, it's got Leo and De Niro, so I'm very excited. How old is Scorsese? He must be in... Scorsese's like 75, I think. Scorsese's younger than either of them? Oh, maybe not then. I was watching... He's, he's the same age as De Niro. Look, Pacino's not really a Scorsese staple. Yeah, it's, it's he's in De a Niro couple. and Leo. Um, he's in... Wait, who... Does Wait, Pacino is he would... only in The Irishman? I'm pretty sure he's only in The Irishman. Here, let me see. He's not in Casino, right? No, that's a Pesci Stone. In Pesci Pacino. and Pesci's like a Pesci's a great character actor. Pesci's a supporting. He's actor a good supporting. Marty. Yeah, he well, he's also just he's not really like you. You barely see Pesci in a leading role. Yeah. He's not really a leading guy. Um, he does great in those little supporting roles. He like in Goodfellas, he's probably the best performance in that movie. He got an Oscar for that. Have he deserved his it. Acceptance speech. No, I. He just goes up and he says thank you and he leaves. You gotta love Joe Pesci. He deserved it though. I mean, Ray Liotta's <laughs> yeah, but... good in that. De Niro's obviously De Niro. Yeah. But Joe Pesci's really, really good in that. Um, is the Irishman the only Pacino that? I'm the only Scorsese that Pacino's in? Pretty sure. Seen the Aviator. No. 
just you know Willem Dafoe is in a Pacino movie Last Temptation of Christ you mean a Scorsese movie oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Scorsese he plays uh, he plays Jesus <laughs> he also repri- he reprised that role in 2001 Spider-Man <laughs> Willem Dafoe I love Willem Dafoe he's also in uh, he's in so many movies I want to see Harvey Keitel. Wait, who does Harvey Keitel play in Inglorious Bastards? Harvey Keitel? I guess he, he's probably just like a guest Nazi or something. Harvey Keitel sounds Jewish. I don't oh, know. no. Harvey, uh, Harvey Keitel's He's the narrator. No, Samuel narrates. Yeah, right? I'm looking for him. I forgot Mike Myers is in the movie. What's hilarious. Harvey Keitel's fantastic. He plays wait, Allied Commanding Officer. Uh, wait, what have you seen Harvey Keitel in? He's in Pulp Fiction. Uh, He's in... Isn't Tim Roth also in Pulp Fiction? Tim Roth is, I don't know Tim Roth is really, really good in Pulp Fiction. I don't Fiction. know anything about Tim Roth. I just know he's in Pulp Fiction. He's fantastic in Pulp Fiction. Um, he's also in Reservoir Dogs, I think. Um, he's uh, Harvey Keitel is also in Taxi Driver. He plays a pimp. He's also in Mean Streets. He, yeah, he's know, the big guy. He's the, the lead. Street. I think he's the he's the lead. He's the lead. Streets, yeah. Yeah, it's not De Niro. He's great in Taxi Driver, though. Taxi Driver. He plays uh yeah the pimp. Uh, can I tell what else is, I feel like oh yeah. He's I feel like he's in more Tarantino's than we're thinking about. Uh, he's in Bastards, Reservoir Dogs, and Pulp Fiction. I know. Pulp Fiction, is National in, Treasure. I wouldn't have guessed that. Last Temptation of Christ. Oh, he was in the. Last he's in Temptation. some Andersons. Uh, which Anderson? Oh, Wes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, no, because if you're going to say Anderson... Oh, he was in Wes. The Irishman, too. Because you don't mean... P- if you're going to say... You're going to say Paul, PTA. Yeah. He People played Angela Bruno. P.T. Anderson, which is ridiculous. Yeah, I know. I didn't know that. I was unaware. Harvey Keitel. Um, He's also in Sister Act. What? <laughs> 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 Isn't that a Broadway show? It's a movie too. It's there's a new um. Do you see this? Whoopee. David Burns um. American Utopia. Directed by Spike Lee. Directed by Spike Lee. Very excited for that. Well, uh, new, not actually a new bit. We did this last time. Movies we're excited for. Movies we're excited for. Batman vs Superman. <laughs> Dawn of Justice. No movies we're excited for. Um, new Scorsese. New Scorsese. I'm a. I'm very excited for the new Kaufman film came out in between. The last time we recorded this, oh, this podcast. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a good movie. It's a very good film. Um, let's see. Anything else? French Dispatch still? Eh. Wes Anderson with Timmy really, Tim. Can't be bad. Don't really care too much about French Dispatch. No, I just love Timothy Chalamet. Doesn't, what else? French Dispatch is like full of people, though. Isn't oh, yeah. It? It's like everyone. I think Shoshi is also in it. Shoshi, yeah. Um, Bill. Hader. Murray, Murray. It's Wes Anderson. Benicio del Toro. I'm he's a big good. fan of Benicio. I like Benicio. He's in um. He's in Hair and Vice, and he's really good in it. He's in. Men in Black, right? I would Doesn't like... he play Ethan in, or the bug in Men in Black? Uh no, it's Tony Shalhoub, I think. No. Tony Shalhoub plays some. Tony Shalhoub's in Men in Black, but he play. I'm pretty sure. Benicio del Toro. Unless I'm getting him confused with someone. I don't think he's in Men in Black. Who am I getting him confused with? He is, however, an Escobar, Paradise Lost. I don't know. Men in Black. Benicio del Toro. Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah, who is also in Full Metal Jacket. Benicio del Toro is in either Rogue One or Uh, Star Wars. I knew it was one of the Benicio del Toro has been 
exactly 69 films on Letterboxd. That's pretty funny. Um, uh, Francis McDormand, Jeffrey oh, Wright. Adrian Brody, our favorite Brody, our person favorite ableist. who pretends... To be fair, that's probably more M. Night than, yeah. than Brody. Tildy Swintz. Tildy Swintz. You gotta love Tildy Swintz. Owen Wilson, who's also in whatever you call it. Timmy Tim. Owen Wilson's a big Wes Anderson guy now. Yeah. wasn't No, he was always a Wes Anderson guy. Because he wrote for Wes Anderson early on. He was in, I'm wasn't pretty he sure he like, was in Bottle Rocket. Wasn't he like a... He was a... I mean, he was like a crappy rom-com... Or like comedy and, actor for a while. He was in the nice. He's in Starsky and Hutch, right? Yes, he's also. He's in, in Wedding the, Crashers. He's done some stuff with uh, Ben Stiller. Night, I think he's in Zoolander as well. He is. He's is he in Dodgeball? I would not know because his um, Owen Wilson, Grand Budapest, Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, I know he's in a lot of the Wes oh, Andersons. Five in the top eight. He's in Cars. Good for him. Yeah, he plays Flint and McQueen, dude. How did you not know that? I didn't wedding crashers. That's that's my. If to be honest, that's the role I know Owen Wilson best for. <laughs> Wait, he's in all three cars. He plays Lightning McQueen in all <laughs> three of them. Um, that and his role in he's really good in that. He's in all the knights of the museum. Who plays the other? Who plays the general? The Spartan or this Roman? Is Sparta in um, Night Museum? Luke's crying right now. We're talking about Night Museum, and he isn't even here. Um. You know what I think is weird on Letterboxd? When people put put films that aren't out yet in their watch list. That's that's a Luke moment. I know it's there. a Luke moment, but like Um Octavius is played by Steve Coogan. I I have no He's in Hot Fuzz, Tropic Thunder, and Marie Antoinette. Nah, nope. I want to see Tenet. Uh oh yeah, Tenet. I would also like to see this film Antebellum because Janelle Monet is in it. I like to know my name. She's very good in Hidden Figures. Look at my letterboxed curve. I'm so proud. Is it like a straight bow curve? Or? No, because I haven't watched any bad movies. But... Oh. Um, back to Heat. Back to Heat. Heat. By Michael Just Martin. talk about the last. Start from the heist. Finish it up from there. Okay. The heist. Heist very, is very, very good. I don't know why Val Kilmer like, beats the dude up before putting on his mask. He was just trying to protect himself from COVID. <laughs> but everybody else boy. put their it's masks on before, and he. No, well, Bob Kilmer's kind of an idiot. Also, how are you going to fit that ponytail under a mask? Well, he, that ponytail is the worst thing. He about ended this movie. up doing it. That's the worst thing about this movie, and I'll stand by that. That's the worst thing. That about is the, the worst movie? thing about this movie. Because he's got a great ponytail. Yeah, I'd rather have the entire film be Al Pacino yelling at. Hank Azaria about stupid crap than I would ever have to look at Val Kilmer's ponytail in this movie ever again. It's so bad. That's that's quite the condemnation, dude. He's terrible. It's terrible. It's pretty bad. The heist, though, very good. Very good. They steal the money. It There's doesn't a go too weirdly well. long shootout. Because Ted Levine shows up. You feel like at some point someone would have just gotten hit by a stray bullet. And it's then like, died. So many cops die. I mean, that's also sort of the case when the guy like has the SMG and he's pointing at De Niro with like a pistol. Oh, we have a guest. We have a Does guest the today. sign not say recording in progress? Luke's here. Luke, you want to say hello to the pod? Sorry, I'm not talking about what we're talking about right now. Yep. 
Hilarious. You know, that's entirely fair. You dumbies. Minus five pounds. It says recording in progress. What anyway, minus five pounds. We're talking about heat. Do you have any insights on heat? Yeah. Ted Levine. Ted Levine. We're talking about how he, just got ca- he gets capped in it. Really? That's yeah, he gets shot. Pumped. Who pops him? Who pops him? He's in Falcon. I think it's Val Kilmer. No, yeah, because he see- Val Kilmer is the only one shooting at the beginning. No, he's- no, it's... Yes, it is. Oh, yeah, they're all in the car. Val Kilmer looks up and sees the guys. More reasons to hate Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer's the worst. As if you didn't need more. Yeah, I'm sure. Ted Levine is He's the main villain. Oh, my God. Anything else you got for us? This is what we're talking about. Nobody cares. Get out of here. When I'm back, When I'm back, So, the heist happens. They go through the heist. They get the money. Val Kilmer gets shot. Okay, and for a second, you think to yourself, thank the good lord, but he's still alive. Oh, yeah. Sadly enough, depressingly enough, he's still alive. This is a Val Kilmer hate podcast. Um, Val Kilmer in Heat hate podcast. I haven't, I don't, I don't know if he's oh. as bad in anything else, but in Heat, he's Val Kilmer's in Psych. He plays the guy that you never see ever. And Luke's all like, did you never see him ever? <laughs> but Val Kilmer... <laughs> It's terrible in this movie. He does a very bad job. <laughs> Look at that sound. Yeah, I can see it. He he is so boring. He doesn't give you anything to be inspired by. And he's sort of got that weird smile the entire time. Like he's he showing looks too like much the teeth. Joker. Yeah. He looks like a D makeup Joker. Oh my God! What do you want? It says recording in progress. All right, and we're back. Heat, Michael Mann, nineteen ninety five. Bobby the D, heist. Alfredo Pacino, The Heist. Val Kilmer almost gets shot. You think he's dead. Depressingly enough, he ain't dead. He's still alive. You still have to deal with, with Val Kilmer's stupid, ugly face for the rest of this movie. Um, then what happens? Um, we skipped over like the middle hour of this movie. Because yeah, nothing, because nothing happens, happens in it. Like, they, they get watched. Oh, oopsies. Anyways. They get watched by the guy. And Danny Trejo. Oh, and then after they come back, they find out that they got snitched on. And Danny Trejo gets murdered by Wayne Girl. Well, they found that they got snitched on when cops started shooting at them. Well, yeah, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Then Bobby D goes back to Wayne to Danny Trejo's house. He's capped. His wife is capped. And Bobby yeah, D. Yeah, Diana, man. And Trejo's like, help me shoot me in the head. It's Wayne Grow. Who's Wayne Grow like, working for? The money launder. Van Zan. Oh, we forgot about the bit where Wayne Grow kills the girl. Which... Oh, Wayne Grow kills a teenage Tucker. Is she a hooker? And, I think. Yes, very no. clearly she is. She is a, a, a prostitute. Wingro kills her. He's racist towards her, right? Um, no, but he does have a Nazi tattoo on his like stomach, so one would yeah, assume. Well. And uh, he murders her, and her Dude, family shows up, and it's real. It's real gruesome. I and then mine. Pacino has the whole thing with his wife, where he's like, "What do you want me to do? Come home no, no, and tell no, no. me what some the junkie baby? fried his baby in a microwave because it was being too loud." But what about the bit where um, Al Pacino, like... Al Pacino, Alfredo Pacino, please. Yes, hugs the girl's mom. That's nice. Yeah, that is That's nice. That's a good moment. I, it, it seemed, like, really warm. Like, I wouldn't mind getting hugged by Al Pacino in that moment. I feel like he smells weird. <laughs> well, yeah, but He's still. 80 years old. I feel like he... Yeah, no, no, he no just... but in that moment. Yeah, like, yeah, in yeah. Heat, well, yeah. He's still, like, he, really old. He looks kind of... He's not that old. I guess he was already... He'd be 65. 55. 55. You said he was 80 years old. You'll get there. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. So, 
Bobby D murders Van Zandt. Then, in the most ridiculous thing ever, he has his flight booked. He's ready to leave with his girlfriend. Wayne grows in a hotel next to the airport. He says, hold up, ring ding 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 ding. Well, I think he that's supposed to be like a big off the highway characterization. On thing. into the airport. And he's like, Edie. And the, Bobby D also has a girlfriend this whole time who's like a librarian and not really okay with all the murdering and stealing he does, but... Like, doesn't really care. No, not what she's like. It's pretty... He's it's like, pretty... I, he's like, she tries to run away, but he doesn't let her. And he's like, I need to go to New Zealand with you. And she's like... And then she, like, grabs his shirt. And, like, that, that's, it's the, like, that's the entire exchange. It's 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 a lot more... Um, not it, a lot of... It's just kind of there, yeah. One, yeah. They have a relationship. It's... Yeah. And, and Robbie's sort and of, like... Bobby D's attached. like, I drop her at the... Well, he never says that. Yes, he, he says, does. He says, that's what you have to do. He's, and that's uh, what he Pacino does. says to him... So oh, yeah, 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 you're right. Would you're you right. leave her? And he goes, that's the job, man. And whatever That's the discipline. That's the discipline. That's the life, basically. Dude, Luke broke my thumb, and it hurts so bad. Tough. Anyway. Then De Niro pulls off the highway. He was he was home free. Yeah. He pulls off the highway, and he says, baby, it'll be like five minutes. Basically. He, say, he says, I mean, he's basically saying five he's minutes. He's like, yo. Give me it, five minutes. It's I just all gotta chill. Do some gotta crap. go cap this guy. And he, in those five minutes, or however long, changes he changes his, his entire, all of his clothes. Pulls the fire alarm. Makes it up 17 flights of stairs. He had an elevator. Oh, yeah. He puts the trash, why does he put the trash can in the elevator? Uh, so he can get back to it really easily. But all the elevators will be disabled. I don't think they're disabled, I think it's just asking you not to use them. No, they must be, I'm sure they're disabled. Oh. Well, then, I don't really know. Also, anything. it shows the elevators going down anyways. Oh, maybe he just plans to jump down the elevator shaft. I, I don't... don't I, uh, I don't think that's what it is. He caps Wayne Grow. He somehow fights off an LAPD cop who has a gun trained on his head. Well, no, because he does, like, the weird flashlight thing. But, like, as soon as someone started moving back, they should have instantly been either shot or, like, kicked. Yeah, I know. The two LAPD cops are just, like, playing poker. It's like, no wonder you guys can't catch this fool. You guys are playing poker. Well, and I mean, he, he comes back down the service entrance. Everyone else well, no, because he starts out. the fire alarm. That's why they don't. Yeah, but anyways. The, the security guard that was watching, who, like, stayed just in case, like, it, Robbie D was using it, he's the one who, like, is like, don't move. And then Robert yeah, Daniel goes, boom, 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 Anyways. But that, I mean, he does a sick drum solo. Yeah, he he pulls out his Neil Pert-sized drum set, the great Neil Pert. Which wraps around him, has a gong. It's yeah. like 40 toms. Goes, some, for some reason, six floor toms. The six kick drums. That's a lot. It's, it's really more than you expect. And that <laughs> contributes to about two hours and 48 minutes of this two hour and 50 minute long movie. It's just the assembly of it. Is Robert De Niro building a drum set that has 60 toms and six floor toms, uh, kick drums. And like a hundred symbols. And anyway, he uses and the gun. it. And then he starts doing the drum solo. And it like this shockwave is like send the guy back. Yeah, and then, and then he goes then down he, like, to Edie. Yeah, it's it's he real goes back weird, down actually. to Edie, but then he but, he stacks all the drums on top of one another and then removes each one and throws it down to get down the seventeen flights of stairs. The seventeen floors. Well the seventeen elevator shaft. He like you know yeah, the thing in he, Minecraft. He stacks them all up on one another and then basically just like he'll Jump, kick it out. Jump, jump, kick kick it out. Jump it all the way down seventeen floors. It's very impressive. And then the movie ends. But then the deleted scenes are what we're going to talk about. Well, then the deleted scenes. Then the deleted scenes. He goes back out to Edie. But then the hot's coming around the corner. 
the hot, the hot's coming around the corner. We're not saying Alfredo Pacino is hot. The hot's coming around the corner there. Alfredo Pacino is. He looks pretty hot in this movie. Except for the bit where he has like the gold chain. And he's like the only movie. part where he should be hot is the only part in this movie where he isn't. Hot. Maybe that's what they did. Maybe they just thought like people would think Al Pacino was hot. In Vanilla Sky. Tom Cruise plays the main character, and I posted this on my letterbox. I said, yeah. This movie sucks, but it's slightly redeemed by my theory that Cameron Crowe thinks the only way an average person is going to be able to rate, relate to Tom Cruise is by making him horribly disfigured. I think the thing is, like, Tom Cruise isn't that attractive. Tom Cruise he's is so that short. attractive. No, Tom Cruise. Is... Anyways. Al Pacino is also really short. It's sort of funny to see him, like, walking you... around with all the cops, and they're like. Oh my God. He isn't. No, I don't think he's that short. I think he's, the cops are just tall. Have you seen any of the pictures from The Irishman? On set. No. Is it like... Wait. Because He's 5'7". He's not that short. I mean, it's pretty short for... He's not that short. I've got is 5'10". <laughs> Maybe it's... It's either Pacino... I'm pretty sure it's Pacino. And it's he's wearing the... platform shoes on the... the, the like, like, big... Look at this. <laughs> <laughs> It's De Niro. He's wearing these giant platform shoes on the set of the Irishman to appear way taller than, than Pacino. And they're huge. They have to be like at least four inches. And they look ridiculous. Anyways. Where were we? He goes out to Edie. The hot's around the corner. Hot's around the corner. He leaves. He's out. Al Pacino just like there's just requisitions sky shock i don't even think he shows him a badge he's just, just wearing like, a suit and tie he's like give me your gun the guy's like okay right. give me your shot well uh, they probably well because he says okay sir so i'm assuming he knows out who yeah, vincent hannah is i guess then they have the chase to the airport pacino caps de niro with like the airplanes in the shadows yeah. which is pretty sweet and they start they hold each other's hands you know if any other part of this movie was better i probably would have cried no, the movie, I think it's a great, a, a it's fantastic a great ending. ending. It's so good. It doesn't give you any crap. Oh, and Natalie Portman also tries to kill herself during that whole thing. Oh, yeah. And he finds her in the bathtub and has to, like, tourniquet her and bring her down to the hospital. Do you think, which like, is weirdly, the, the uh, hospital and the hotel, I think, are weirdly close to one another. Do you think the events of, like, after the events of the movie, Natalie Portman just walks around, like, they had to, like, amputate, like, her arm? No, they don't like, always have to amputate for a tourniquet. Oh. That's what I learned in my zombie invasion. I know that's what that's also what I learned. But they don't they don't always amputate. Oh well, I forgot how to turn a turning kit. We had to do like the zombie Olympics, and let me tell you how little of that I remembered. Anyways, movie ends. Movie ends. A Michael Mann film. It says something like that. Yeah. If that's what it says, it says a Michael or like a film by Michael Mann. Dude, like it doesn't say it's not like Nolan where it'll say the title. Did Michael Mann really have that much clout? I don't know. Because, like, that's what M. Night Shyamalan does, and everybody knows but he doesn't have enough clout to do it. Here's the thing about M. Night Shyamalan, is that M. Night Shyamalan does that to say, basically, screw you, I'm M. Night Shyamalan. That's fair. I mean, the, the end sixth sense, you don't get to say anything. The Lady in the Water, he's saying, screw you, I'm M. I Night Shyamalan. do whatever I want. You just watched that entire movie, yeah. I made it. Give me, give me my money, basically. You gave me money. To Show me the money. Show me the money. Give me all you got. All right. All right. Not bad, though. <laughs> so he had already directed The Last of the Mohicans. Um, I mean, he did a few. Thief. None of, the, well, the, the, none of these look to have... Not anything that were really big. It says, like... Manhunter has a from, Cognac Critics Award for Best Film. 
Um, and then Edgar Allan Poe Award for Best Motion Picture. Then The Insiders is a big one. From Collateral and Public Enemies director Michael Mann comes a contemporary action classic in shattering high-def splendor. It looks great. It does. The film as a whole looks pretty fantastic. I never knew R stood for Restricted. How did you... Oh, he directed Ali. What's Ali? It's, or uh, Ali? A-L-I. It's the bio, bio, biopic of Muhammad, of Muhammad Ali. Ali and Will Smith. Huh. Stars as the titular character. <laughs> yeah, Vogue Kilmer is really bad in this movie. That's if you take nothing else from this podcast. <laughs> Dude, Al Pacino looks so much different in this image than he does in like, the rest of the movie. Eh, he looks similar enough. All right. Closing thoughts. Heat. By Michael Mann. By Michael Mann. I don't know. I thought it was better this time around. Because originally, okay. like, the first time I watched it, I gave it four star. And I remember the bit where he says, Cause Put she's... deodorant woman. I did! <laughs> she has the weird, like, fruity old spice stuff. Yeah, why and is your, fruity, why are your pits mean... brown? Well, that is disgusting and I hate it. <laughs> doesn't smell that bad, though. My pits are brown. <laughs> I hate that so much. Anyway, I think Wait, it... you wipe with it? What? Did you wipe with that shirt? That's so gross. Nineteen ninety-five. Alfredo Pacino and Robert De Niro come together with Michael Mann to create to create Heat, the greatest film ever made. Two years. Okay, computer comes out. We've gone full. Five cycle. years after this, K-Day will come out. And then we're not going to go through the entire discography. That's not yeah, I know, deal. but I'm thinking of like Amnesiac in two thousand one. What did Robert De Niro do? Hail the Thief in two thousand three. Because, like, he did Casino in this, Rainbows in this 07? same year. In Rainbows is 07. No. So I think it's 07. Hail the Thief in 11? Hail the Thief is 03, Jude. Oh, I mean that uh, King of Limbs. King of Limbs is 12, isn't it? Pretty sure it's 11. And then, of course... I'm getting on record as saying it's 12. A Moonshape Pole. Well, good, the, good thing we have... Moonshape Pole is 16. 16, yes. The new Radiohead album... There's a new Radiohead album coming out. Is 2021. I follow them on Instagram. I didn't even know that. <laughs> I'm making it up. Oh, 2011, idiot. Early 2011 Now as I well. feel so stupid. Well, other films we have on the docket at Deja Vu. Of I don't think we so, ever yeah. introduced ourselves. I'm Jude Sweeney. Oh, yeah, I forgot. This is James Sweeney. I'm James Sweeney. We still have um, Zodiac. We have Goodfellas with a guest. Goodfellas. Perk to be a wallflower with a guest. Perk to be a wallflower with maybe two guests. They should have. They should have put some more Italian into this because it's it's clear that Pacino's character is an Italian person because it's Pacino. They should have given him a bit of an accent or something. That Interstellar fun. maybe. Oh God! Don't make me watch it. Ocean's Twelve has been moved up the docket after our older brother gave us a five star. Interstellar sucks. Interstellar's bad. I hate it. But we do have Goodfellas and Perks to Being a Wallflower. Should both have guests on those episodes. Um, Pucks of being a wallflower. There should be good ones. They should. Goodfellas, you know, I mean. You know, good, I don't. I, I mean, Goodfellas. Goodfellas really kind of fits. It. Oh, we didn't even explain what Deja Vu is. Well, we did in this episode, but. Well, Deja Vu is a podcast where we look at <laughs> we films. We should edit this to the front. No. No, no, we have. This is staying in the back. This is ridiculous. This is... Deja Vu is a podcast where we look at films and say, "Hey, we didn't like that that much the first time." Everyone's like, oh, and everyone this else is a says, "Wow, this is really good. A masterpiece." Masterpiece. Misa think it's a masterpiece. Misa, oops, a masterpiece. Misa say, "Hitsa is masterpiece." <laughs> Misa like Albertinos. 
She's got a great ass. <laughs> and you said, I got your head. She's like, up in there. I can't do a Jar Jar. Do you love her, man? For me? <laughs> the sun rises and sets with her. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah! Lisa Jojo Binks! <laughs> and the sun rises and sets with her. <laughs> if the heater is around the corner, you know what you'll have to do? You saw. You saw have to be able to drop everything in 30 seconds. Without uh, saying goodbye. Can you so do that? This girl. Can you do that? <laughs> it's all the discipline. That's deja vu, everyone. Thank you very much.